Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Caliber. It's the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. And ChatbotPH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph. What we wanted to do was hit a certain demographic or profile of a startup industry or startup uh, tenants that had the bandwidth to afford renting office space. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now, here's your host. Ronster Beipyong. Welcome to episode 62 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses to grow globally. 
We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not safe for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be talking about an award-winning co-working space based out of Manila. And our guest for today is its founder, named Miko Baranda of Accelerate Co-working. And today, Miko will share how he started out as an entrepreneur in his first voyage when he tried a food cart business and the things he learned when that venture failed. Miko also shared how he was able to bounce back and find the right path in real estate where he was able to work for SM and Lee Chu, which eventually led him to create Accelerate Coworking with his co-founders who are also in the real estate business. And it gets interesting from this point on because Miko will share a deep dive on how they are able to manage such great operations across three sites in Manila and several ones across Southeast Asia. And stick around till the end because Miko will share great advice on how to do multiple hustles at the same time and excel in each and every one of them. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Accelerate Co-Working, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of Hustler Podcast. I said Hustler Share Podcast. <laughs> this, we're off to a bad start. Um, but here's the thing: um, we've been here before in this. So again, thank you to Accelerate in the Rockwell branch. Thank you, uh, thank you. The last time we were here, we interviewed Mr. Joe Mack, wow. and that was one of our better shows and one of the highest ranking shows. Because again, that was an epic uh, interview. And again, kudos to you. And today. We're going to be talking to the founder of this place. And his name is Miko Baranda of Accelerate. Woo! There's a lot of people in here. I don't know where they are, not physically, but yeah. Miko, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me. Today. Okay. So, yeah. Miko, again, thank you very much for having it. I know you're mm. a busy man, right? Um, Bianca Cruz, shout out to you uh, because you yeah. made this happen. <laughs> this is my second get go now. And as we wrap up the second season yeah. of Hustle Share, congrats, by the way. Thank you. Um, we've never had a co-working space hustle before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is rampant and this has been around. Some of them have a bad rep. Not here, but you know, the, the ones overseas. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I want to talk about this hustle because mm-hmm. this is integral to how the, the ecosystem grows. Sure. Right? But this is a different hustle on its own. And that's where I want to do a deep dive on. But before we get too carried away, just mm-hmm. like what I always say in the past 60 plus episodes, Miko, what's your hustle? My hustle, uh, well, uh, I try to, well, there's a, a number of things that I'm doing now. Okay. Um, one of which, as you've mentioned, I'm, I'm the co-founder of Accelerate. So we started this business back in 2015. So mm-hmm. this are we're four and a half years into yep. Accelerate. We have three branches here in the Philippines Then we've also Expanded in Southeast Asia. Oh, oh, partners. oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know. I, I, I know that the branches here. Which where, where are the branches here? So the all the branches here are in Makati City. So okay. we have one. So right now we're in a Rockwell branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is was the, the latest one that opened just January of this year. Okay. We have one in Salcedo Village. And that's the one underground. No, that's the one in Legaspi. Oh, so okay. the one in Salcedo is our first branch that we opened in 2015. So it okay. was a... Uh, it's a space just across from the Salcedo Market. So if you're oh. if you're if you, you frequent that in the mornings of Saturday, yeah. there'll be some good food there. But that's uh that's our first. Then 
Legaspi is mm-hmm. our, our our other one. That's I've the been one to the underground been. one. Yeah, no, unfortunately, like, oh, is this a hang? Is this a secret hiding place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the huskies. They keep the huskies in there. Oh, Shout right, out to. Right. Used to be a bank before. So was the, it? Okay. The nice thing about it is that uh, they had a safe there, just mm. on the next the next the next uh, adjacent unit. Okay. And the safe, we you can't remove the safe, so. We this is money heist shit. We're not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> this is money heist. So this is where you dug the tunnel out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to try to rob a bank, now you're going you're gonna to end up in Accelerate. accelerate. <laughs> so, so that's, uh, so that's uh, Accelerate. Then mm-hmm. I also am part of a company called Lead Shoe Property Consultants. Of course. We, that's the... That's the most prestigious one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, for real. Like yeah, if I awesome. see, I see buildings you. being made and I see JLL in there. Yeah, you know yeah. that that's legit. Yeah, 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 right. So JLL was uh, so I, I used to be with JLL for about four years. Then okay. that's a time when when we left. Also, the same year I started Accelerate twenty fifteen is when we started Lee Chu Property Consultants together with, of course, our, our CEO Got there, it. David Lee Chu. Okay. So we're uh, basically we do real estate consultancy. So we help tenants look for mm-hmm. space, whether that be office, retail, yeah. residential. Uh, we do a lot of uh, land disposals or acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So anything real estate related is uh, that's uh, pretty much what we do in in Lee Chu. And know. that's a big boys game. But before we get to the big boys big game, boys you game. were a sm- once a small boy. Always a small at boy. one point, right? <laughs> so we gotta ride something. It's sure. called the hustle share time machine. So All let's right. go ahead and ride that. There. Now we're in the, <laughs> the hustle share time machine, and I want to track back. How did you start your hustle? I mean, you studied at Neo. Yep. Um, were there any inclinations growing up that you were going to be an entrepreneur at one point or be in this type of hustle in real estate? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was there anything that you did uh, growing up that you like, you know, looking back, sure. like, shoot, I didn't realize I was going to be like that. Yeah. So, so the, I mean, the goal when I was in school was really to get a diploma. Yes. <laughs> to make the parents happy. So the, the easiest course that I could take when I was college would be, I mean, mm-hmm. just, just so that... Uh, to make sure that I get a diploma after four years is what was the goal. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was in uh, when Ateneo. So I took a course called Interdisciplinary Studies for okay. those people that were just uh, hanging there. And, uh, you know, I, t- I took a, a communication psychology because I felt that those mm-hmm. are things, soft skills that, you know, once I figure out things, I'd be probably be able to use that yeah. uh, when, I, when I started working. Okay. Uh, then after, so after graduating college, so the mm-hmm. funny thing is I started a, a business. Uh, oh, right away. A, a dumpling business. A dumpling <laughs> business. <laughs> a show my business. Okay, show my. I love show my. Okay, what was it yeah, called yeah, and what, yeah. what, what did you do with it's that? It's funny. It's, it's called the, no, Mr. Show me. <laughs> Mr. Show me. Not show my, huh? No, Mr. Show me. So the, Sounds familiar. The, the, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another story altogether. But so when we when we did Mr. Show me, it was uh, really here also in Rockwell, actually very what? reminiscent. But more of we we were doing it in the mm. in the bazaar, mm. uh, and maybe maybe at the time it was really for us to to meet some some girls. There, <laughs> that's a nice market you chose. You know, these are uh, really A class girls yeah. you get oh, here. Wow, wow, yeah. Absolutely, you know. So it was a uh, it was gourmet gourmet show me. So it, by gourmet, it was really just us. Uh, in the, one of our friends' houses nearby, Got it. putting the shawmai together. Okay. So we'd be late for the bazaar. I mean, the bazaar starts at nine. We'd be there at twelve because we were wrapping all the the shawmai <laughs> going to going all the way to to Rockwell. So we end wow. up. Uh, I was a pretty good um, experience, I'd okay. say, for starting that. And then we also opened a, a branch after a few wow few times doing the bazaar thing. Uh, okay. 
that was in Shaw Boulevard. Wow. How's the, how's the stash of girls there? What's the, what's uh, the feel like? <laughs> Very different. Okay. Very different from, 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 from okay. I mean, so now you know when they, the Mr. Show Me guys go to you, they're not after the food market, yeah. they're after the <laughs> but, but funny enough that uh, you, know, you were saying about the name. So mm-hmm. we, we, got a, we got a letter from... A demand letter from uh, Mr. Shomai. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Shomai yeah. saying that you know we're you've know you've incorporated the uh, the name you're using our name. I said but it's not the same. Well, I mean, right. it's, a, it's a different Sounds name. familiar, <laughs> but not okay. Yeah, but, but uh, so four of us we were all friends in okay. in high school. So these are your your Bercadas, right? Yep. And we started that uh, with the goal of again uh, trying to meet more people, expand our network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so the we power of Shomai. <laughs> power of Shomai. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, no business plan, nothing. Just okay. uh, pure. Um, just wanted to do it. Wanted to try it. But the the difficult thing about it is that you know, as as you partner with friends, it gets a little tricky. Mm. Um, and I started to get a day job myself. So I was uh, after that. I I did uh, real estate in in Jones Lang Lasalle. Okay. Uh, I, I wasn't able to spend that much time uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the show. My business all the way from Makati to show was uh, quite a length of a. Uh, of commute. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. I mean, it's a short distance, but the amount of traffic and the density of people that go to and from in that, it's not even funny. I imagine it's just a, probably a three-kilometer yeah. stretch from, from Makati all the way to Shaw. But but I became busy, and everyone else became busy as well. Then we started mm-hmm. to, um, well, after the letter, we said, you know, let's just close this down. Wow. <laughs> what, what, yeah. was, what was the main lesson there? Because, you know... Um, Things like this, you know, if you, you look back, yeah, you laugh about it. But now there's a proper lesson that can be learned, sure. right? So you, you mentioned about the friends thing. Were there anything else that, 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 that you learned? Yeah, I think it, what was difficult at the time was the, we were not sure how the how work is divided amongst the partners or, the, mm. or, or us as friends. So when I started uh, doing my day job um, and I wasn't as active, they mm. took it against me. Mm. Oh, wow. And, and of course, it, uh, li- like anything, they were like, you know how a lot of Filipinos are not confrontational. They'll mm. probably talk behind your back and say, yeah. you know, this guy's um, not as uh, committed to the business as mm-hmm. he used to be. So, so the lesson for, for me at the time was that, you know, we had to really expectations between partners. Right. And, um, understanding what it means to be partnering with friends, and, yes, and what you're risking by doing that. It's right? dangerous, but we're friends. We're still we're friends. Okay, like, so, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're Facebook friends still now, yeah, 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 <laughs> and you yeah. like each other's shit, then I, I guess yeah. that's fair game. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The the next question is uh, you you've done next uh, after that, or was it during Mr. Shawmi that you did SM and then Union Bank? Uh, you said you did JLL, but what, was that before or after? Yeah, I, 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 after the Xiaomi biz, I think when the Xiaomi biz, the Xiaomi business, and and uh, was was uh, the very first job I took was actually okay. SM. Oh. So SM fo- followed the the Xiaomi business, then it closed down. Then I did uh, a very short stint in Union Bank. Okay, uh, it wasn't for me. So. Uh, what did you do in SM? Because this yeah. is now, the, I guess, I'm looking again, stalking mm. your LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you still. After almost a year now, I'm still, you're still not sponsoring me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah. how, what did you do? Because you're a tenant relations officer. Mm-hmm. This is probably your, your crash course to real estate and leasing and all these things. That's what right, would you do that's there? Right, that's right. Well, the a lot of a lot of the grad, a lot of uh, my my schoolmates in mm. Ateneo uh, 
when they they were everyone was looking for a regular time most of them uh, went to hp a number mm. went to the banks and a few of us went to to real estate to sm <laughs> as trainees management trainees yep. over there and you know as as someone just graduated in college it's difficult to spend six times six days a week oh you working. did six days so, a week so that was tough um and and you know it's christmas today uh, it's christmas is uh, in a few weeks before mm. when we were there we had to spend christmas in the mall what? We had to spend New Year in the mall because that's uh, wow. one of the busiest times. For so you heard the Marie Chan in the flesh for a uh, long time. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But oh yeah, but the tenant relation officer. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much what we what we uh, did, mm-hmm. when, or what I what I did when I was there was take care of of tenants in the mall. Mm-hmm. So someone from leasing will sign up a tenant. Let's say it's a potato corner, right? Yes. Uh, Shout Mag. out Joe Mag. Uh, so let's say potato corner. Then we meet uh, with potato corner after mm-hmm. they've signed the lease and we okay. say, no, this is your spot. Uh, uh, we'll oversee their construction from the time they come in and mm-hmm. then uh, until they're operational, basically. Okay. So that was a good um, two and a half years. Uh, what did SM. you learn in, in that experience? Because again, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, our first hustles mm. always have an indelible mark mm. over how we do our hustles in the future. Mm. I mean, you'll never know that you eventually became a leaser now or a leasee, yeah. I forgot, a leaser, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of, of space. But that will open your eyes up, right? In, in that. And again, if there's no better. Uh, landlord in the Philippines, of course. especially in commercial thing than SM, they're the biggest one, yeah. right? Um, name it. They they probably have the most spots to rent. Correct. correct um, what what are those things that you learned? The hard skills and soft skills. Yeah, I'd say number one is really the you know, the di- discipline of of you know, while most people were a five day work week, you were yeah. six day work week, including weekends. So you had to give yeah. up weekends, mm-hmm. um, and learning the. Learning that the that learning that right after college, where people were still coasting, a lot of people were just enjoying resting, uh, resting a sabbatical for maybe a year. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> Barely rest for a fucking day. <laughs> but at the time, it was painful, right? I mean, yeah. it was something. Uh, looking back now, mm-hmm. I guess it it makes sense that you know that it really forms a lot of your habits, mm-hmm. especially as you mentioned your first job. Second is I'd say that um, it it teaches you. The lesson of um, how they, as a family, uh, have been, how they've been successful for generations, generations. So you'll just yes. see the, the, fa- the family members itself will come to the mall once, once yeah. every now and then. Even tatang, yeah, yeah. You, you know. see tatang there, it, mm. and there, I know people don't even uh, know that they're they're the owners. They're very frugal. They're very down to earth. But, but they see things that not other pe- not uh, that other people can't see. I mean, if they walk the mall, they say, "Oh, look at this left side. It's a." Uh, the paint isn't uh, uh, the, <laughs> the, de- the, the attention to details is really right. um, it's really something that you know you have to you're really impressed uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the family and and I guess also what led me to it was a stepping stone that you know this is uh, I like real estate I didn't know that right. when I was in school but I wanted to look into a more unbiased type mm. of real estate because if you're of course if you're with a developer okay uh, whether whichever developer that may be, okay. uh, you have to you have to like their products. You have Absolutely. to push your products, right. even though deep inside you're like, uh, I won't buy their product. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that buy-in is important, right? Because you're selling, right? And most of the time you're selling a dream is or a space that does not even exist yet. Right, that's and right. all you have is three D renderings and whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not a real product. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, um, for for you guy, for for you, um, after that. 
what happened in JLO? So you now have the solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Did your love for real, real estate escalate now to a, to a marriage? Uh, to, to, uh, and what, what happened and how did you get into JLO? Yeah, so, so on my, when, I, when I was in SM before I left, mm-hmm. they actually asked if I wanted to go to China to, oh. to open a mall, and which was really exciting to have that experience, you, you know, working outside of the Philippines. You mm-hmm. know, uh, people say that you can't do that when you're much older. You should take advantage from young. But I felt that, you know, um, I, two and a half years in SM felt like 10 years. So, you know, that's enough time to spread your wings and try something else. Yep. Uh, that that led us to that led me to asking people, you know, checking in. How where are you guys? What are you doing? And, mm-hmm. and one of my good friends from college was working with Jones and Lasal. So I said mm-hmm. I wanted to be in real estate, and he told me that you know being in a real estate uh, like a uh, company like JLL mm-hmm. is more consultative. Uh, you're not uh, specifically pushing a product, but you're listening to your clients. Yeah. You're probing. You're understanding what they what their needs are, and you're customizing that based on what the products are in the market. So when I started with, with Jones Lang, I said it, it was a f- multinational company, my first time to be in a foreign firm since SM, yep. as you know, is a, a, a local Filipino company. Mm-hmm. And that gave you a different perspective of what's out there. What did you learn? I mean, again, from the attention to detail that you learned from the C's and whatnot, JLL is a totally different game because it's not like you're selling commercial spots i mean it is still commercial but not in a mall per se and it again it it, it really give opens your perspective again and again just looking at what you're doing now you're still in the game and you come up with your own game as well but uh, we'll talk about how the the uh, i mean the co-working thing happened but jll what are those yeah so when we sm was purely about retail at the mm. time mall um jll uh, was a was a uh, starting point to understand what's happening in the office market, what's mm. happening in the residential market, industrial. There's so many other facets of real estate, yeah. and I was focused on office because uh, at the time uh, when we entered, it was the boom of the call center industry. So yep. imagine BPO call center started in 2001, which uh, with a thousand employees, and now they're the largest employer after the Chinese yes. largest employer. Pogo. <laughs> Today, they're at, technically BPOs <laughs> if you if you if you look look at it now, yeah. right? But for the past um, fifteen years, they're the lar- well, they've been the largest um, dominant occupant of office space, and at the same time, the largest employer, which mm-hmm. has changed the landscape dramatically. Um, right. I mean, twenty-four by seven restaurants, convenience yep. stores, taho vendors, taxi drivers, yeah. name it. I mean, it just. Um, it was a blessing, I think, that uh, the, uh, the industry uh, started mm-hmm. to open up in the in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So that was a learning lesson. Is really the to, to understand deep dive in different facets of real estate. And number two is uh, exposure to a multinational foreign firm. So now you're able to see different markets and compare to the Philippines. How mm-hmm. does the Philippines uh, differ, or how similar is it is it to uh, your neighbors in Southeast Asia or in the mm-hmm. U.S. and in Europe? And that's a very you know nice nice experience. Yeah. And let's just call a spade a spade. Um, real estate is one of the most lucrative place places to make some good money, mm-hmm. right? Um, how does one make money in that side? Because I'm I'm, I'm exposed to like the typical uh, real estate where you sell condo, you yeah, sell property. Yeah. From an office space point of view, how do you make your dough? How, what what what's the metrics sure. like, and how do you sure. do it? So t- typically, uh, 
commissions or mm-hmm. fees are based on tenor or how long ah. a tenant would lease. So if let's say yourself, let's say you, mm-hmm. I mean you're, you say that you know, we want to expand out of your current office now, okay. and we find your spot, uh, you say, oh, I need 500 square meters of of, right. of space in Ortigas. So that 500 square meters, uh, th- if let's say you lease that for for five years, then mm-hmm. there's an equivalent number of months mm-hmm. uh, that's paid to to the to the company. Got it. And then we get a small share from from that pretty Got much. It. Yeah. So it's commission still, but not out of what you sell as DPs and whatnot. It's long. The longer the tenure, the longer the lock-in is, mm-hmm. the better for you. Yes, and okay. and also uh, it's hard to push um, tenants to do long-term leases as well. I mean, yeah. if you're but but sometimes it does benefit, especially if you're in a market where you're getting the rates at the mm-hmm. at the b- below below what market is. Then you lock that up for a longer period, and it wow. actually makes sense for tenants. Yeah. Okay. Last question before we, t- mm. we take our okay. first break. Um, how were you able to now identify oper- new opportunities that would eventually lead you to putting up uh, Accelerate? Mm-hmm. What were those things that? Because there's always a eureka moment, right? What was that for you? So the the one of the clients in in JLL that I had was uh, V Office. Um, mm. So that's uh, my partner now, which is Albert Go. Shout so out! Yep, he's here. He's he just flew in from Indonesia, so uh, uh, he's here for a couple of days. But so when we were finding him space, you know how in in any game and in any business, it's about building relationships and building rapport, likability, and we hit it off. So I helped him with his first site. So virtual office basically is a they sell addresses, so mm. they rent a small space, and then they sell a thousand addresses that people can use for their incorporation. Yeah. Uh, we like a Delaware company, something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. So we and we we found a few spots in Bonifacio and Makati. Then we started to hang out more often and say, mm-hmm. you know, we're what's something that we can do together, right? Venture mm. into entrepreneurship, and uh, and that's when we felt that that fell in our laps. You know. Mm-hmm. What was the what was happening outside of the Philippines? He had a vision also of mm-hmm. he had a, of of what what the were the trends, mm-hmm. and we we that's when we started to look into the shared industry, mm-hmm. and timely enough, I left JLL. Oh, uh, you did okay. And, and now uh, I left JLL for a few for for six months to start accelerate. Then now I'm back. I I, I went back to the game with with the Lichu property hat. Got it. Yeah. All right, now let's take our first break. And now when we come back, let's talk about how Accelerate was born. Because you you left and that would have been scary. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. 
you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCon PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Miko Baranda of Accelerate, who now, prior to the break, mm-hmm. told us that you know he left. Okay, this is one. This is always one of the scariest things for people to do because you know you, you get, especially when you get used to a certain grind, especially in a corporate life, paychecks are there and whatnot, and you take another show me like uh, risk. Yeah. Um, what was that for you, and how did you think of a co-working space as a venture? Because mm-hmm. this is a very cutthroat environment now. There's a lot of you guys now. Yeah, yeah. And it's tough to stand out, but you guys are. A, a a class A on this, you know. You, you guys won awards, which we will talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But what? How did this idea come about? Yeah. So being in uh, again the real estate consultancy business, we've been exposed to a lot of trends mm-hmm. of offices, whether it be larger multinational looking for space or smaller um, players saying that you know we need uh, a space for about 10 people. And mm-hmm. apparently during that time there weren't many um, shared spaces that could accommodate. A So generally, like if you look at Makati, the, the yeah. cuts are so large. Yes. So if you're just five people, there's really no place for you to go but uh, to find find a nice coffee shop with good mm. with good internet, right? Uh, that was one of the um, that that led us to to look into the industry much more and mm. you know see what's out there. Mm. We saw that you know in in Manila at the time there were a few, mm. but if you asked let's say ten people randomly. If what the shared space co-working, whatever it is, no one could really give you a straight answer. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that was uh, where we saw the opportunity to start uh, Accelerate in 2015. So mm-hmm. it, it was myself and Albert Go uh, mm-hmm. of the office, and we said, who else can we bring to the table? I mean, who who would be good partners? So okay. I, I decided to bring in my very good friend from prep to grade okay. two and wow. my barcada. again another barcada, but not the same one from the show okay, okay i thought this is a show me dude no, too no, okay no, cool. it's a different guy all right so he um he's actually the very the pioneer of self-storage in the wow. philippines wow uh, so it's called safe house storage so his name that's is uh, his, the uh, red one the red one yes, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. brand recall bro yeah good. what's his name let's uh, give a shout out to him uh, carlo coronel carlo shout out yeah yeah, yeah. so i Carlo and I have stayed friends for the longest time, and okay. he's been also doing the entrepreneur. Uh, he's been an entrepreneur from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started uh, doing buy and sell with with houses, so he's he knows the grind. Okay. And I said, you know, it's uh, we were always looking for something to do together. You know, this might be a perfect opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And the next guy was someone I work, my boss in SM. Actually, What? believe it or not, wow, yeah. okay. So my 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 boss in SM, um, who I used to report to. Mm-hmm. Now started the construction business. 
ah, perfect triumvirate. You know, you got the leasing guy. You have, you know, it's all in the real estate game, right? That's right. So the the idea there is, you know, get someone who knows construction and maybe someone that you can, um, you can bug if something happens and maybe mm-hmm. the roof falls off or whatever, a ceiling, mm-hmm. a, a tile, or whatever. And and that the purpose was really to bring him in so that you know you can trust um, the workmanship. Yeah. So that uh, we all. I, th- I think it was in refinery. You said, you know, let's let's catch up. Let's, uh, you know, I want you to meet Carlo. I want to meet Albert, mm-hmm. and that's when we thought of uh, doing accelerate. Got it. Yeah. But who took the wheel? Because someone's gotta, someone's gotta step forward. You know, it's not possible. And you said it before, right? In your first business, the show my business, there was no defined rules. Was that? Did you correct that mistake in this one? And who took the? Was it you or was it someone else? Collectively, we uh, when when we said that you know we're go- let's do it, uh, mm-hmm. we all had baggage. We every- mm-hmm. until today, I mean, everyone's doing Correct. something else, right? Mm-hmm. And what can what can we do to mitigate that risk? So mm-hmm. let's. Uh, I was probably there to say you know I I, I can dedicate this much time. Okay. These are s- some of the skills that I can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert wasn't base here, so, but mm-hmm. ev- but he has a, he's more the tech guy for yeah. us. Um, so we defined each of our roles, but now, of course, it, it changed like anything, right? You know, right. It's, people overcommit sometimes. Yes. No, <laughs> but, but it is what it is, yeah, right? it because is you're eager is. to 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 help always, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But but the good thing is, at least um, we th- there was some sort of um, I don't know, meeting of the minds. Got it. it right? Right. Planets align <laughs> and whatnot. All right. Now, in terms of the market, here's what I'm curious of because. You know, especially in your experience as a, you know, in this kind of game where it's leases and whatnot, startups are a risky business, man. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we don't even know if these guys have payroll money next month. Yeah. And you're, get, you're leasing them this space mm-hmm. and you're taking that risk with them too, to be honest. That's right. Because what if they can't pay you? Yeah. Right? What, what's it, why did you have that, that, that risk appetite yeah. to, to accept those types yeah. of people given the nature of what they do? Yeah. I think we're uh, probably better off leasing to the Pogo, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two startups, year, you, two you years, wrap your setup. Uh, so you, have, you have 24 months of um, cash flow. Okay. But uh, you know what we realized before is that, you know, when even when we started, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily just the just startups that we wanted mm-hmm. to cater in, right? Because we were not in the startup industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the difference where we were corporate, we were... Uh, uh, the the experience that we had was very different from from other operators of right. networking spaces, so we knew what the market wanted, and we were trying to hit a, a, a certain demographic mm-hmm. wherein they're in a certain stage where they can really afford an office. Mm. Uh, as much as you have a hundred people attending your events, right? They're probably just attending the events and not necessarily the type of people that would be renting space for. And they're you. eating your food, just free food all day. So. <laughs> That's a startup own. hustle, bro. <laughs> you know, people, people, all founders would agree. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, let's go to the event. There's free food. Yeah. And it's buffet too. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, we there was a no. That was uh, what we wanted to do was hit a certain demographic or profile of a startup mm. industry or startup uh, tenants that wa- had the bandwidth to afford renting office space. But it, again, you know, you will get other startups, so on and so forth. So you, it's just, the, you know, the, in this type of business, the, mm-hmm. it's really about 
churning and really uh, having that, uh, you're always looking for the next tenant because of the of how short-term the leases are. Right? Correct. Backfilling all the time. Exactly. But how do you fill that pipeline given that mm-hmm. you're not the only um, co-working space that's probably saying the same value proposition? Mm-hmm. You know, that's where this game really differentiates because, yeah, you can all say, yeah, co-working, seats, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's all in, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's the same MO for everybody. Correct, correct. But how do you differentiate and get these quality people that can actually say, I mean, you said bandwidth is important, which is technically runway. Can you afford to pay fucking rent? That's <laughs> it, right? And coming from your experience mm-hmm. where bigger brands are leasing long term yep. and whatnot, how are you able to establish that and mm-hmm. not sacrifice cash flow sure. and, and everything uh, down the road? Yeah, so the... For, for us, it's really about fundamentals and staying true to the core of a shared space, right? You know, what's a lot, a lot of operators, maybe even us before, we would try to uh, market ourselves as, you know, the, the community, mm-hmm. collaboration. Right. And, and it's such a big word if you just look at mm-hmm. those big words and how, mm-hmm. how um, <laughs> difficult it is to actually define what that means, right? And, and for us, like, and, and principally what we wanted to do is... Mm-hmm. Make sure that our space is uh, easy to get to, uh, location-wise. You know, it's if you're here, you can be productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are parts that you know, if you want to concentrate, you can stay here. If you if you want uh, to take a call, there's another place for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, internet again is is difficult because you know, as people have different um, mm-hmm. uh, working differently, so some will have higher bandwidths. It's just ma- managing expectations basically. Right. But but for us, it's um, being true to the the core and fundamentals. So Makati is one of the places that we felt, you know, this is really the hub still. Yeah. Uh, it's still the CBD and most people will want to be close to either their clients mm-hmm. or their suppliers or whatever. And that's what we felt to, we felt that, you know, we should expand more in, in Makati. Uh, that's, so us, that's more fundamentally. And second is, I think every operator will have their adva- uh, different advantages. Right? Yes. It's, it's how you there's different cultures different spaces and mm-hmm. you just fit in the you, you know where you fit in you know where you don't fit in so absolutely we, so for us yeah okay now in terms of of business model again uh let's talk about funding first mm-hmm. right because we've seen other co-working business models mm-hmm. where they're they're raising shitload of money and then the bubble bursts. Y'all know yep. what I'm talking about, sure. right? How are you able to not make that mistake given that, you know, you're technically offering pretty much almost similar services per se, mm-hmm. but did you bootstrap this? Did you fundraise and whatnot? How, how did you make this sustainable? It, when we opened our first branch, it was really the four of us, you mm-hmm. know, we put in cash to, mm-hmm. and, and you know the most expensive part of it is really the cap the absolutely the this is a capex on this one and this right? is not this does not look cheap <laughs> just the lobby alone that the common working area yeah. like mm, i can yeah. already tell right but, but what worked for us uh, is the i'd say the really how um there's a number one <laughs> there's a business plan around it number two it's in the business plan will influence the design of the space. Mm. So a lot of mistakes that I feel other operators have is you know the ratio between um, open space versus um, rooms and mm. so so on and so forth. And also we learned that uh, the hard way. But you know, as we open more branches, we want to be want to design it for mm-hmm. the right market. 
So like here in Rockwell, the we, we see a lot of expats, and really expats are, are the, the main driver of, of the community here, yeah. and they have the capital to spend into an office. Yep. The fact that they can afford to go to Rockwell, it says something already. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's how we started things, and then mm-hmm. when we uh, like the, this Rockwell branch as well. Um, so the different setups per branches. So like right. here, we partnered with Finma Properties. So they so we, we did a JV with them. So our, oh, it's a JV. It's Got a it. JV with mm-hmm. them. So the the nice thing about doing a JV is you know um, of course your capital exposure is a lot less. Yes. But uh, and also since the real estate is theirs, we're getting. I'd say that it's a it's a nice deal, okay. um, and th- that's that's the perfect model for us. You know, we we don't want to go premium grade buildings, and you know we're gonna get uh, hit shoulder by, everything hit by the rent. Oh and, God! And, and pretty much, you know, if you're paying a premium rent, you're really just passing that cost on. Exactly. Yeah. And what margins can you get? Good luck. Exactly, exactly. Right. So especially in this in this game, margins is everything. And if that's not gonna be enough to sustain your your opex, that's right. You are bleeding, and you don't have. Here's the thing, the, the with real estate, yeah, it's it's probably the most uh, stable market, but there's not much wiggle room. How can you say, oh, my valuation is this because I have X amount of growth? What growth? Yeah, right. Because this everything is finite, you know. Every all, in terms of accounting, every everything is accounted mm-hmm. for, right? Now, let's, you said something about mistakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, every it's not a smooth ride all the time. Yeah, of course you know? not. Yeah, people yeah. stumble. What were those early mistakes, or were there any close calls that you had to grow through to to, to make this to, to get over the hump yeah. and eventually coast through and plateau, or I don't sure. know, grow st- steadily? So back in 2015, the challenge was there wasn't much, there wasn't a model here that we could really rely on. Mm. So who do we hire? I mean, what what type of role should we hire <laughs> for? Right? I mean, how did Bianca <laughs> even come to this? <laughs> right. So B- Bianca started off as our community manager, mm. uh, our community officer, but. Basically, what what we what a community officer is really doing operations work, mm-hmm. uh, putting just a fancy word, yeah, the community. But but uh, that was the difficulty of really just there wasn't any model for us to to follow, and yeah. you know we had to learn that from the process. So, do we need an IT? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, we did. Uh, okay. We did hire a few a few yeah. IT people because they're right. done for every the key. Yeah, I mean, if the the internet bugs down, it's really uh, everybody's gonna, gonna freak chaos. out. Yeah. Everybody's gonna spaz, and there's gonna yeah. be a riot inside, <laughs> right? And uh, and there's the the nice thing also about um, shared spaces is the people you meet. I mean, you have a yeah. hundred different personalities in one space. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like oh. a big, big, big brother. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that don't right. want to get, uh, didn't want to get bothered. You know, don't, uh, talking about collaboration. You know, I'm just here to work, right? I mean, and the learning lesson there, you know, that's that's part of it. I mean, some people want to meet other people. Some people just want their alone time. Okay. But what they need to be to understand, you know, the moment that they do want to um, start meeting people and you know expanding, that the opportunities are there for them. Absolutely. So we don't force, before we used to force people, you know, like uh, in the morning, hey, there are two dudes, not uh, they're right beside each other and they're not they're not speaking to each other. Should we mediate? Right. Hey, okay. boy, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just you... You, you embrace the diversity. Brings the diversity and you can't force. You can't force it. Mm. But the opportunity should be there. Got it. And which is, again, the common space, which is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Thank if, you. If, Thank if, you very much. If, if, if I just said a little bit more... Uh, Bravado, I'd probably sleep in your couch right now. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a comfy-ass couch. <laughs> yeah. 
get uh, a, p- a couple of drunk people uh, sleeping there. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a couch clean potato. It, I it. always gravitate towards the soft surfaces, and then my back. And once I get, like, oh, dude, I'm, 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 I'm sleeping. Okay, last few questions sure. in terms of the the deep dive that we're mm-hmm. doing here. Um, metrics. What are the metrics that work well? Or what do you measure? Because again, you had a business plan. You didn't. You just not to show me anymore. Where mm. you didn't. You didn't just hit the ground running and do shit, right? Mm. This is now something that that that's well planned, and you can see it with the results in the product, right? With with what you have. What metrics do you measure though mm-hmm. for as a, as a business for this to thrive? Mm-hmm. Because you can't just again. Oh, is it always a bit da? Or what are those things for you? So so for us, it's a. Uh, um, Number one, we always revisit, you know, what the plan is. And mm-hmm. that's really the, guides us to the decisions we make in terms of whether we should rent the space at this value or not, right? Got it. And how can we make up if, you, let's say, you rent it on a lower lower than, than uh, market or lower than what you planned on mm-hmm. renting it for? So, so in terms of metrics, it's really... Uh, it's it's the metrics we use is really in the business plan that we have. That and we stay true to that. You know, every meeting that we, we have, we make sure to... See, um, use that and see what the actual um, what, what the actual income or rates are, are, are getting our way and see so, you know you know we're we're behind how can mm-hmm. we get it back and looking at what other ad hoc services we can we can get in because mm-hmm. it's a finite because real estate like shared service is finite you know you have a number of seats it's a hundred and you know right. once you have a hundred people then you're, you're max out max out yeah. so that's where we have to you know be more mindful and how do we push virtual office because these mm-hmm. are addresses you can have a 2,000 addresses and right. still have a small space. Um, is events profitable? Um, what kind of events are pro- profitable? Should mm-hmm. we tie up uh, uh, companies and say, you know, we'll give you a good corporate rate, do all your stuff in our center, we'll yeah. provide you, uh, all the heavy lifting will be accelerate and, you know, you have to pretty much just make sure that you're, you, atten- you attend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we had to explore what other avenues and where we should... Um, Add more resources mm-hmm. uh, and push. Which which ones to push? Pretty much. All right. So let's take. Uh, thanks for that. Um, now let's take our last break, and then we come back. Let's pay it forward because again, this is a very interesting hustle. Um, it's not techie per se, but y'all, we all need space, right? I mean, Kubo can only accommodate so much, right? Eventually, y'all, you you have to grow up and move out of Kubo the same way we did in Chatbot PH before, but you have to pay rent. And that's what it is. But let's talk about all the other tips about, you know, making sure that you meet that and more of that. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. 
So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part with Miko Miranda of Accelerate. Again, we have a very, be- very beautiful office that we're uh, coming much, here in much. Rockwell. So shout out. Uh, I'll probably record here more. It's it's very easy to park too. You know, it's not as bitchy as the the typical CBD of Makati. Always so welcome. It. You're always welcome. Thank you. All right. So before the break, we talked about how you already um, built 
everything. Let's talk about how you built the team mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, real estate doesn't sell itself. Nothing does. Yeah. Uh, and if all of you guys have your own main hustle, uh-huh. and this is you know a divided time, you sure. gotta have someone who will take the wheel. Definitely, How did you definitely. build this team, and who was that person sure. then to get that done? Yeah. So not uh, that's probably the most difficult part, if you ask me, of running a shared space or maybe running any business for that matter is yeah. building that right team. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you get some bad eggs every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just need to identify who are these bad eggs and how to get them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we, we were very fortunate to have, you know, Bianca Cruz, which is our first employee. Out. And Miggy, the bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I you know, she, we, we saw how much she, 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 she grew really fast exponentially and right. matured really quick for her age. Mm-hmm. And as you know, most of the... You fell in love too. Oh, that's oh, right. We have an accelerated <laughs> couple, bro. <laughs> They'll do the reception yeah. in oh, even if ever they get married. Oh, you can do it here. They can do it here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there are guys on Sir Joji. You already know where they're gonna do the reception. And <laughs> okay, so yeah. who was that for you? The most focal one was it Bianca? It was uh, it was Bianca, but it, it of course like like anyone, it, it took time. So she okay. she matured at the right stage that we needed someone to really mm-hmm. run, stepped up, step up, and, mm-hmm. and you know run run the day to day. Uh, we're always here. We're still um, in, involved. I um, mm-hmm. mean, Carlo, myself, and the rest of the others. Mm-hmm. But she's the eyes and ears, pretty much, of Accelerate. The the difficult thing about managing the team as well is, you know, the I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm still a millennial, but uh, <laughs> but it's just very different personalities, um, different triggers. Mm. Uh, the emotions sometimes get out of hand, but. Right. But what you need to do is you you need to spend time getting to know each one what you know what they're good at, mm-hmm. um, what uh, they're not good at, and mm-hmm. you know who to bring in. The, I mean, and, and that really will help you mix and match uh, the team and put them in the right place. Because I mean, if they're doing something else, you know, you put someone in sales and IT, they're gonna oh, they're gonna fail. They're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're gonna, gonna f it up. <laughs> <laughs> right, f it up for sure. But yeah, but uh, we're we're thankful and grateful to have um, someone like Bianca, and you know the rest of the team as well has mm-hmm. followed suit. You know, everyone is uh, has bought into the the vision, and really they're they've stuck it out. We have enough, most of uh, the people we have have been with us for for a long time. Wow! Now let's pay it for it. I want to ask, which I haven't really asked that mm-hmm. much in in Hustle Share, management style, mm-hmm. because you know some people are control freaks, some people are you know. Um, mm-hmm. A mixture of a control freak and uh, a totally lenient person and you know run with it yeah. go how did you manage given that you know you're all again you said you're very diverse in terms of mm. uh, personalities and whatnot how is there a leash is there a limit to how you get let bianca do do everything and what, what's that dynamic like mm-hmm. so, so when we were starting i was probably um one of the few people that were that were we, i was mopping the floor i was yep. mopping up Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was saying, I was telling, the, the, I was reminding everyone, you know, make sure that the AC is closed. I mean, Erica the biggest expense here in the Philippines. <laughs> so it, it's, yes. Uh, it's also going to kill our, our, our electricity. Mm-hmm. But after after a year or a year and a half, you know, you have to understand, you know, there are things that you can't control. Uh, Which are? Uh, sometimes the AC is going to be turned on and, you know, you just have to penalize the tenant. And say, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you uh, don't, don't oh, do that ACP. again. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Mm. But but that that gave uh, at least uh, what what that freed me to do 
just to think more mm-hmm. on you know how do we go to another le- how do how do we how do we bring access to a different level okay. what's what do we do what's our five year plan what's our ten year plan and, mm-hmm. and you know uh, and that also taught me to really delegate a lot of things to people like Bianca and the rest of the team and mm-hmm. they're empowered we reminded they're empowered enough to, you know mm-hmm. to make this de- uh, the de- decisions the day to day decisions and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it won't be the right decision but that's fine right. I mean I, everyone will make those mistakes uh, but if you don't uh, deliberately say you know uh be mindful enough to say, you know, I made a mistake. How can I be better? What can I learn from that mistake? If right. you don't go through the process, then you're just going to commit that. Exactly. That's that's what uh, a lot of people, I think, um, and that's one of the few things I train myself to do every day is, you know, uh, find five to ten minutes to just slow down and, you know, what are the things that I did today that I'm proud of? What are the things that I could have improved on? And, mm. you know, we're not used to doing that anymore. We're just right. so reactive. We're right. just doing something all the time mm-hmm. and just being... Being uh, it's just yeah, system. you're an autopilot, and then you you don't you don't know what that oh shoot mm. I I'm a robot now yeah you know um but is there any system that you had to put in place because you know as you scale, especially with three branches and another one overseas, mm. somehow some way though they're all you know autonomous or like you know you don't want them to be silos yeah. because they're all carrying the brand. Was there any automation that you had to put in for this mm. to work? Given that you know. Though you're, they're unique yeah. by default. It's like, for example, here, it's an expat market and yep. whatnot. It still has to be accelerated yeah. by heart. Were there anything that you did on that one? Uh, for us, it's, it's putting the system, it's just more systematic. Um, we, we put some processes and systems to to in, in place. Mm-hmm. Whether that be, you know, before when there were six of us, so we met uh, regularly, okay. then became eight. You know, it's it's just harder and harder as you grow. As you scale, team, as, right? As you know, mm-hmm. so now we had to put some factions. We need to be more efficient. You know, um, we meet every quarter, mm-hmm. uh, but there are a lot of meetings that happen in between. Mm-hmm. And you know, what what helped a lot is really WhatsApp. There you go, <laughs> WhatsApp. You're a WhatsApp team. There you go. Shout out to Facebook. There you it's go. Just you know, it's just uh, the efficiency, the, the things that you can get done yep. is. Uh, is amazing and you know mm-hmm. maybe without that technology if we did this uh, yeah, it's just, it just, it's just gonna yeah. be just imagine yeah. running a co-working space in the 90s where everything is all landline good luck <laughs> pager right. pager pager oh <laughs> someone is here yeah, you know yeah, yeah. go to the door <laughs> <laughs> okay last uh, couple of questions mm. before we wrap you said culture is imperative mm. and each mm. but I believe culture is always deliberate you know, mm-hmm. it's not an accident. Though there's diversity, mm-hmm. someone needs to be a catalyst yeah. to make that culture happen, especially within your team. Mm-hmm. How do you implement a good culture where everything thrives and everything doesn't go falling apart because, you know, too much culture too or too much freedom mm-hmm. fuck shit up, especially mm-hmm. with younger Z, millennials, <laughs> not just <laughs> millennials, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone has to be looking out for shit, sure, right? Sure, How sure. do you make sure that that culture thrives and still doesn't, topple over to the bad side of things. I mean I mean that's uh no I guess it's a confluence of things, no, if you talk about culture. It starts off with preferences, maybe mm-hmm. how you are, what habits you have, maybe habits that I have now mm-hmm. and habits in my previous previous um job and similarly with, with Carlo and, and the rest of the other partners. Right. And you know, we to be honest it's it's hard it's not easy to put into words on yeah. how culture is, but you know what it's just more of we want people to be in a safe environment. We mm. want them to 
No ah. kidnappings, no white vans <laughs> roaming around here. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see a white van? Nope, nope, nope. You can't come here. You know, and, and it's it's difficult, eh? Because you know, coming from corporate, and mm. especially with the company like I said, where there's so many people, mm. um, a lot of things get um, lost in translation. You know? Yeah, and people will normally keep it to themselves mm. with the fear of saying, "No, I made a mistake." Yeah, and we want to be able to implement a culture. You know, where's it's come clean. We're, we're, you know. e we're easy people. I mean, right. we're easy. We're we're all adults, you know, mm. and and we're not one who will really. Um, it's more of you know we we did this, so how can we have done it better? Right? Got it. All right, sounds yeah. good. Now um, let's talk about money. Let's talk about cash flow. Mm -hmm. And prior to recording this last part, we talked about you know uh, the biggest expenses of a any business by default. Normally, it's always payroll and rent you know um and if people mess this up unless you're really paying for some variable cost that's really weird how do you make sure that you have enough cash in the bank especially in this type of business where cash flow is king now here's the thing i'm not sure let, let me know how how this is do people pay rent on time some do. <laughs> <laughs> so any need of me, there's the fucking curse, bro. People don't pay on time. Yeah. How do you make sure that you don't topple over? Because you also have yeah. your own rent to pay. Sure, sure. Right? Sure, it's it's a it's a it's a food chain, yeah. right? And how do you make sure that it doesn't topple over? So, so there are two ways to protect yourself in terms of you know making sure that clients pay rent. And one is of course deposits with mm. uh, PDCs. Uh, deposits that you know will, will at least let's say they leave in a okay. few months you have three or four months where mm. you can find the next tenant so the right. on a cash flow point of view you have it if it takes us 60 days we still we're, we're still good there's still two months four right. months in the bank right uh, pdcs but we, we haven't been doing that because it's uh, i don't think people want to pay pdcs or have pdcs but yeah that would what if that bounces too or what <laughs> you're going to do with the bid bounce pdc yeah. but this is where where my partner carlo uh, comes in and he's doing more of the finance a very okay. frugal guy and you know Got it. um oh. he knows Bianca, if you want extra rice sorry no extra <laughs> rice for you <laughs> But he's a no. He's uh, it's so much that uh, that I've learned from him as well okay. on how to. What are those things? Uh, I, I, it's really the annoyed. The, you know, it's the small expenses sometimes when it, it if it builds up, you you know, it may be uh, a thousand bucks to buy certain uh, coffee, whatever, whatever. If you could get something at eight hundred, but uh, it's just f being resourceful enough and finding mm. the, like, the right suppliers, right? But it's not also scrimping. You know, you yeah. can find quality and pay less. Right. And if you put everything together you're yeah. actually saving so much money right yeah Se second is um we we also vet our clients pretty much you know mm. you if we know that it's this th these guys seem a little dubious got it um, <laughs> you have to Shady. pay you have to pay year okay. <laughs> pogo are you a pogo i'm like mm -mm -mm. Two years, oh, right there. Yeah, what, yeah. Do whatever you want, okay? But two years. But that industry is, uh, no, uh, it's, uh, it's here to stay. I think. If, it's here if, to stay. if all the realtors, <laughs> bro, I swear, are making bank on this because they also bring so many opportunities. So don't hate on it. No. I mean, there's always problems because culture differences, culture clashes. But if you just see the opportunity too, more than the petty things that we always see and, and complain mm. about. Yeah. You know, maybe you can actually make a really good buck out of that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, especially if you're in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last few questions. Yeah. 
you just recently an award. Can you share with uh, with people what award was this? Sure, you sure. can flex on them, <laughs> right? So uh, a couple of months ago, we were nominated by Lamudi. So okay. um, shout out to Bhavna Suresh. <laughs> so I, I saw that Bhavna was part of your one of your podcasts yeah. formerly. Mm-hmm. Very interesting hustle. Yeah. 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 So Bhavna um, and her crew, um, mm-hmm. there was some nomination of a few. Op- this is the first time actually that they yeah. have a co-working and a co-living category wow. in the Outlook Awards, which okay. they've been doing for a couple of years. So it's really recognizing um, real estate-related um, developments and okay. you know, giving them the right recognition. Mm-hmm. So we were voted a couple of uh, months ago, nominated, and you know, uh, f- by November, uh, they invited us to be part of the Outlook, and mm-hmm. you're, I was as surprised as anyone else for us to, be, to, won- to, to win, actually. The there you go, congratulations! <laughs> That is amazing. Again, thank you, thank you. Uh, this guy's just too humble. So, but so we're, this is this is intentional. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. just don't win awards for nothing. So we're right? best co-working uh, space until December thirty-one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> then it resets <laughs> for, for a few days, for a few more days. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna happen literally before that time. So when you are listening to this, they're still the best this year yeah. as we speak. Okay, last few questions. Was there any big fuck up that you guys did here? Um, that you that was you know the biggest lesson uh, as well and what did you learn from it the biggest um, fuck up that we have uh, I'd say there's just a lot of okay but was there anyone that sticks out the most that annoying thing that mm-hmm. sticks out the obnoxious fuck up like oh god right when if, if uh, the, the granddaddy of all fuck ups <laughs> right can't think of one right mm-hmm. now. Uh, I'm sure uh, it will come to me later. Right. Okay, <laughs> I probably have repressed that memory yeah, already. No problem. <laughs> so that's that's totally fair game. But before we wrap this baby up, I have one last question. You're not full time. How do you divide your time from doing this and making sure that you're 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 mm. you do sure. your rehearsals? Yeah. well and you excel well because that's that's a challenge i'm going through that at the moment i'm doing running two startups at yeah. the moment it's not easy i mean the the team is slowly being built especially in the podcast mm-hmm. side of things but it's not still not easy how how what's your secret very difficult um so when i was in i believe it was in jones lang then i started to you know being in real estate you have to expand your network you have to meet as many people as you can and they were very generous enough to you know send us to different events be as active as you can in any organization mm-hmm. at that time at, at its peak i was probably active in five different nonprofit organizations. wow <clears throat> so the, the the thing with nonprofit organizations is you know you there's no profit there's no profit <laughs> <laughs> You go to heaven, but you're yeah. still prop hat. Yeah. And some organizations, even though they're voluntary, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't feel that way, right? Like, yeah. Uh, it's like, I'd say there's a lot of politics that even yep. go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what it did for me, that looking back now, is no, I was doing, I was doing, a, I was had a day job, but okay. I actually had like six jobs at the time what? because of the voluntary organization that I was doing. Yeah. So when I began doing real work, meaning that uh, doing uh, both um, Accelerate and, and, and Elite Shoe, mm-hmm. I I gave up a lot of these nonprofit organizations. And what that did, it freed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That time I already have, basically, because yes. I was able to train at least the uh, the discipline and the training of of spending that much um, of, of your energy mm-hmm. uh, into different things. So it was a nice stepping stone. And second, you know, 
a lot of these people that I met in the nonprofit have also been very supportive of, of, of the business and, and all that. I think that really helped for me. Second is, I'd only get into things that are interrelated. I mean, it's going to mm. be very difficult to just Synergy. shift from yeah. have on, on real estate. And you know, second is, you know, you're selling, let's say on the food. Got it. I'd have a very difficult time if it wasn't interrelated. Got it. And last is, you know, just being sane and, you know, just... Uh, how do you stay sane? I'm insane <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I, I do that, yeah. But how do you stay sane, you know? Me, it's 2K. I don't care what you're doing. As soon as I hit home, I pop in my 2K and we're going to be playing, right? You know, before, uh, they say that, you know, when you're... I, there's a lot of school of thought, right? When it comes to resting, you know, don't mm. sleep, spend 23 hours doing working and you yeah. know an hour, an hour resting don't take vacations but you know in the end of the day actually detaching yourself or um you know taking taking long walk or maybe yeah. even just taking t- traveling to different places can really help re-energize you and you know keep you in the right right yeah. mindset and i see that that's a very important tool to be able to you know go back to the wild wild west of doing go. so many things absolutely uh, so yeah, so there are different ways, I guess, to to stay, you know, to stay just uh, stay sane. All right, what's your what's next for you guys uh, before you wrap this baby up? How do you, uh, people reach out if they sure. they're impressed with what they heard today? Uh, again, very impressive. I, I don't have to say it. I just fucking visit it, guys. I mean, there's three branches. Go to uh, but the their website, but I let you talk about that. Where do they go and what's next for you guys? Yeah, so uh, we're in, again, we're in three locations now in the Philippines. But if you find yourself in Indonesia, Thailand, and Malaysia, we have a brand. We have a couple of branches there as well. So in wow. the Philippines, we're in Makati primarily, in the CBD, mm-hmm. in Salcedo, Legaspi, and Krakow. Uh What's next? I mean, for us, it's number one. We need to, I mean, we're, we've stayed um, very lean in okay. terms of o- operations and in terms mm-hmm. of scaling. If you look at other operators, they probably would have grown much more than us, even mm-hmm. when we started late, uh, very early in the game. But mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure you know, our branches are optimal. Mm-hmm. We're fully utilized. We're fully maximized. Mm-hmm. And for, we're looking at different opportunities. One is, you know, with, with our partner in Finma. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to bring this brand also uh, expand it into either shared spaces or maybe even co-living spaces which you know they're known for residential so that's uh, very comforting for us to continue that partnership and you know open more branches with them uh, my partner Albert has been growing it in Indonesia doing a lot of partnerships with, with corporates over there and you know have uh, really been very busy mm-hmm. so uh, we'll, we're, we're looking to um, open a few more very soon and you know uh, hopefully we can you can patronize us as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much again, Miko. And before we uh, go, again, follow us on whatever payment app. I mean, not payment app. Podcast app that you're... <laughs> and we're not trying to get you to... Pay. <laughs> yeah. Podcast app you're listening to. So, you know, uh, whatever wherever you get podcasts, follow us there so that any new episode that's going to come out is there. And then again, if you want to hear the show notes, if there's any jargon that we said, go to hustleshare.com. And if you want to get first dibs, and what we're we going to be doing in the next season go to Hustle Share Community on Facebook and lastly don't forget to message us if you have any messages that you want to do go to m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot.ph again thank you very much Miko alright thank you thank you for having me and again I'll see you guys in the next episode peace <laughs>